after sexual trauma, you still deserve good sex. Did you know mindfulness can help you have orgasms again? What is up, sapiosexuals? Thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with your girl, Dr. Sanjaya. So the sex situation we're getting into right now is all about using mindfulness to recover from sexual trauma. And this is such an important issue because so many people have been affected by sexual trauma. And you know that I am so, so, so excited that we have an expert here to help us handle this. My girl, Dr. Lindsay Bira, is joining us again today. And if you don't know, she is a TEDx speaker, an adjunct assistant professor of psychiatry, and a clinical health psychologist. She specializes in mindfulness. She's very special in her specialty of mindfulness, <laughs> trauma, anxiety, and all research-based treatments for a range of issues. She has a private practice where she offers video-based therapies. She's also been featured on Public Radio, Women's Health Magazine, Headspace, Science. Give it up for Dr. Lindsay Bira. Thank you so much, Dr. Sanjaya, for having me back again. This is great. Oh, you are so awesome. Thank you for coming. You know what? Trauma is actually a difficult issue for me to discuss. One in five women mm -hmm. is going to be raped in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. I mean, one in five, that's 20% of women yeah. have experienced some or will experience sexual trauma in the form of rape. And mm -hmm. we know there's a whole bunch of other forms of sexual trauma. And that can mess you up in so many oh, different yeah. ways. And I know one of the biggest consequences of that is that women really don't know, or people, because men can also experience sexual trauma, mm -hmm. people don't know how to go about engaging in sex again. There are some issues around worth. Should I be engaging in sex? Absolutely. Is sex a good thing? So I'm so happy you're here to help us understand this issue better because... Absolutely. And so I know mindfulness is one way that's been very, very useful, especially with women and helping women recover from sexual trauma. So first, let's talk about how it really impacts their brain. So with regard to their future sexual relationships, or maybe they're in a current sexual relationship, and they've experienced sexual trauma. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So the brain is our master organ, and it's extremely complex. And when we go through a situation that was highly stressful, and especially a trauma where we were, you know, where somebody caused some harm or we were worried about our physical safety, mm -hmm. that it does something to our survival part of the brain, right? And so my specialty has been PTSD for many years and trauma based in the military and a lot of sexual trauma and physical assaults, car accidents, you name it. But what happens across those traumas is that when something happens that compromises our sense of safety and survival, Right. The part of our brain that I, that I call the animal brain, our limbic system, goes on fire. So essentially our brain is hijacked, right? So after something happens, then, you know, a lot of people, their brain calms down over the next month. They have some symptoms of post-traumatic stress and some responses in that way, but it calms down. There are some people who experience like longer term kind of flare up of symptoms. And so when we're faced with a very hard experience, our brain changes in the way that we think about ourselves, about other people, and the world in general. And a lot of times this relates to things like safety, trust, right. power and control, self-esteem, and even intimacy. Because the brain says, if I was harmed in this way, then I can't let anybody in and I can't let people closer, right? 
Absolutely. And so in the last episode that we recorded, we really talked about how that, that stress response is the opposite of sexual gratification or sexual right. turn on, right? So what happens with when the, there's a trauma, then when the brain sees something that's similar, it elicits a sex response. So if there's a soft touch, it says, I can't trust this, I'm in right. danger, right? right? Or if it goes to the next step, it says, do not engage, this is not okay. And so what happens is this anxiety response that that is very just automatic that we can't turn off in the moment, but we can do things that help the brain learn that it's not dangerous anymore. Right. And I I mean, I think trust and safety are essential to good sex. Absolutely. I teach a yoga for better sex class. And actually, the next class is September 28th. People at the World Erotic Art Museum, get your tickets now. Nice. It always sells out. I'll be there. Perfect. It's organized by chakras. And mm. I know the root chakra is really our center of safety and trust. And so we always start the yoga for better sex class by um, trying to get our root chakra balanced and get that flowing because you have to be able to trust yourself and your partner, we say, and feel safe in order to really express yourself sexually. If you're worried about safety and security, then it's really difficult to experience sexual pleasure. You must feel safe to transition to be like, okay, it's okay to have fun. Exactly. Right? Yep. So if someone experiences sexual trauma, their brain can associate any sort of intimacy they can relate it to that experience it's like their brain has been hijacked yep maybe even more than their body because with their body it was a one-time experience uh -huh. right but with their brain it can recur over and over yes. every time someone touches you or something exactly and so if we think about what that does to a female then there's less lubrication right right it's less uh it doesn't feel good to have sex so if there is any kind of next step or you push yourself to the next step it's just not enjoyable if we think about a male, they're unable to have kind of that natural uh, erection that happens easily. So then they start to develop anxiety about that, which we know makes it happen less. And so now we have kind of this, this new stressor that decreases the chance that you will enjoy the experience. Oh, I was getting ready for our talk today and I did a little bit of research and I came across this study about the effects of mindfulness-based therapies for female sexual dysfunction. And basically what they found is that mindfulness-based psychotherapy is linked to moderate to large improvements in sexual functioning yeah. for women who have experienced trauma. And so I was so excited by that. And they said it extended not only to the emotional and the psychological healing, but it also, for women who experience vaginal pain mm -hmm. or couldn't produce lubrication, that mindfulness therapy even helped in those areas as well. Yes. And so I was really, really impressed by that. Yes. So mindfulness therapies, this is something that's used commonly for women, especially who, is, who have experienced sexual trauma. So what you're talking about is a more structured, standardized program where they teach a lot of different types of mindfulness and there's right. things that these women practiced every day to start to change how their brain worked. And if we think about what we were just talking about, which is kind of the inner animal brain, the limbic system, and specifically the amygdala, which is the fear response, and that's what holds on to previous trauma. Okay, you guys got that? The amygdala? That's the, the fear amygdala. response? The amygdala. Exactly. Okay. This so is like that, educational, okay? Don't yeah, forget, this is sex amygdala. education. And that's, okay. the, that's the piece that prevents us from being able to relax enough to get turned on and to have an orgasm. It's the amygdala. The amygdala. I like it because it sounds like enigma. Yeah. <laughs> the amygdala. Yeah. So the amygdala essentially gets hijacked and is on fire after trauma. 
And so the statistics that you gave earlier, you know, one in five adult women, you know, experience mm-hmm. rape. And actually one in four in the data is showing now even one in three women under 18. Mm. So girls experience some type of sexual trauma. So that might not be rape. That might be molestation, inappropriate touching. So a lot of people have this this memory in their brain that changes how they look at sexual experiences. And so we have to honor that and acknowledge that the brain is doing something with that. And the amygdala elicits that stress response, which takes somebody out of the experience. So when we look at these studies, what they're doing is they're retraining the brain. They're training the nervous system to calm down, to let go of this automatic stress response. And if we really look at the MRI data, so pre and post these Mm -hmm. programs, these mindfulness-based programs, what we show in the pre-MRI is that that amygdala, that that fiery stress area is much more active when somebody goes through mindfulness training and their mm-hmm. nervous system learns to calm down and it lets, lets go of that response, then we see something very different. The amygdala is calmed down, but what's lit up is the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe is what helps us regulate our emotion, stay present, be calm, not judge ourselves, not judge our partner, mm-hmm. and is very kind of that's what contributes to the ability to stay calm and get aroused. I know we talked about mindfulness therapy. You looked at the pre and post MRI data and you showed that you were able to calm down the enigma part of the brain. (laughs) The enigma, yep. Mm -hmm. But um, how long is someone in therapy? Mm -hmm. How often does that therapy occur before they can feel a substantial change? That's a great question. So a lot of people think it takes a long time, but actually one of the best measured mindfulness-based interventions is called mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. And so that is um, basically only eight sessions. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's you know eight weekly sessions, or you can do twice a week. Right. Even when we look at kind of more cognitive behavioral therapy approaches, which everything in therapy has a mindfulness component. So if you go to therapy, you're definitely practicing mindfulness. And just FYI, for those of you working on your GED, cognitive behavioral, you know, cognition, that's your brain, and behavior is, duh, your behavior. <laughs> yes. So your brain and behavior. So cognitive behavioral therapy is like you're going to change your behavior by mm-hmm. changing your brain. Yep. And so we the first step is just being mindful. What are the thoughts that I'm having about this and how is that leading to an emotion? And then what behavior am I doing that seems like it's getting me to my goal, but it's actually getting me much further away from my goal? And this is why the brain is so tricky. You know, it's constantly playing tricks on us. And so that's why I have a job. Right. Right. So just so people know, you know, when you look for a therapist, that's the biggest question I get. How do I find a good therapist and what do I even know how to look for? Right. Right. So you want somebody with good training, but you also want to have the words to know what to ask for. So it might be mindfulness based, evidence based treatment, also prolonged exposure, cognitive processing therapy. It's all focused on what our brain is thinking, how we're looking at the world and how do we reverse those behaviors that are actually tripping us up. That is awesome. So. A lot of people think, you know, I know with psychology and psychiatry, does it really work? Does it really work? And I think sexual trauma is such a big thing. The Me Too movement has brought so much attention to this. How do people get their brains back in gear so they can actually have some better sex? Because just because a traumatic event happened, it should not ruin your sex life forever. You definitely deserve good sex. So are you guys ready for the climax? This is what you need to remember about mindfulness after sexual trauma. Now, correct me, Dr. Bira, if I make any mistakes, but the brain is actually hijacked after trauma, right? Yep. So don't judge yourself when you're having a certain response. Your brain is hijacked. Your brain has been hijacked, but evidence-based treatments and mindfulness approaches can help hack your brain or otherwise heal your brain, right? Mm -hmm. And learning to enjoy the small things will train the brain to respond 
better to bigger things. So you start maybe by learning how to enjoy a touch, a gentle yes. touch, and then maybe a kiss or holding hands. And this is why it's so important to have an understanding partner who can meet you where you're at. Like you said earlier, Amen. safety and so trust far. are the, the pillars, right? right? So you have to have a partner who understands your experience, even if you're not willing to tell them, right? Nobody has to share their, their trauma with anyone. But to say, you know, I need to start slow. And so this is where I'm at. If your partner cares and if they're a good person, then they're going to respect that. Absolutely. Amen. I love her, you guys. Can you tell? I am in love. <laughs> well, it's mutual. It's mutual. Okay. <laughs> I'm Dr. Sanjaya, and that's the nitty gritty of mindfulness and sex. And Dr. Beer, one more time, tell people what is your website? It is DR. Lindsay Bira, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-B-I-R-A.com. Please find me on there. I do video coaching across the country. Um, and yeah, I'm on Instagram as well, Dr. Lindsay Bira. And she's mobile. Let me tell you, this woman gets on planes like I get in an Uber, okay? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Love her me and my dog. <laughs> yes. Her secret dog. She never pays for that extra ticket on the flight. That's the woman next to you. You know that one next to you? On the I don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Sanjaya. American Airlines. No, okay. You know, the next thing you need to do, you must share this with your partner and also share it with your friends, your neighbors, your nieces, your nephews, anybody who you think could benefit from some mindfulness, anyone who you might know who's experienced sexual trauma and really doesn't know where to turn. You know what? This is all about us saving us. The world is going to become a better place by helping people have better sex so we have to help people who have had sexual trauma yes. have orgasms again yes yes orgasms can save the world people for your daily dose of nookie knowledge you better check me out on all the social media networks and i had so much fun hanging out with you i cannot wait to see you next time at sex in south beach where everyone comes for happier healthier sex You know what smells so good? What? You. <laughs> oh, girl, you know I'm wearing Sense Body Oil. Everywhere I go, people want to know why I smell so good. And I tell them, Sense Body Oil, it's aromatherapy for your skin. That's right, it makes you smell good and feel good. Plus, it hydrates my skin all day long, and that definitely keeps a smile on my face. Smell good, feel good. SenseBodyOil.com